The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hi everyone, it's Mark Kelly here, Chief Customer Officer and Co-Founder of Aldis. I hope you're doing really, really well today. Uh, I've got the pleasure of chatting on our Aldis ServiceNow podcast series with Joe Aranzulo. Joe is Director of Service Delivery at Beyond20. Joe, thank you very much for chatting with us today. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Joe, for people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about how you got into the world of ServiceNow. Well, I went to school and I went there to avoid IT. And I went there to avoid IT because my, my group, my father in IT, I saw the stresses he went through. And so I took a different path. And along my journey, I kind of, I tried music, I tried accounting, marketing, I tried finance, but I fell backwards into a help desk job. That started to develop. And then through that, I got my first job out of school and we used the platform CA Service Desk, and I got to work. I learned the thing end to end. It took a long time. They had a lot of proprietary code. And then my boss comes and says, hey, we're switching to service now. I was like, are you kidding me? Really? Come on. I was so upset. And then ServiceNow came in to show us the product. And, uh, and of course, I'm the skeptic back in the room, arms crossed kind of thing. Surely ServiceNow can't do this. And they're like, yeah, I can. Two, two buttons, something that would take me hours to do was done in two seconds. And so I fell in love with it. At the time, I was a sysadmin. I administered dozens of global applications for this company. Uh, and then when it came time to leave that job, it's like, man, I really just want to keep working in service now. Fruition Partners way back when took a chance on me. And the rest is kind of history at that point. I love that story. Because it, it's always the people that have got the arms crossed or you have to kind of get over you yeah. know, their initial disbelief or you know, they just don't want to go on that journey because they've got apprehension or just variety of different reasons. But then mm-hmm. they become kind of advocates, right? So I feel like you need to go on that journey too. So for people that may not know about Beyond 20, tell us a little bit about what you guys do and partly what your role is. Beyond 20 started out a long time ago. They were doing IT training. And then they transitioned into IT training plus consulting. At the time, we chose uh, ShareWell as our platform of choice that we'd consult on. And then fast forward a few years, so we're looking to expand further. And they got into ServiceNow, and so they called me up, and we got together. And here I am helping them build the ServiceNow practice. So now today, I oversee the technical delivery teams, both ShareWell and ServiceNow. I have a fantastic group of senior advisors that do training or platform agnostic consulting. And it's been wonderful. A lot of people really energized here, like all want to do great things. In consulting, there's kind of the circle of life. It's like a young company with a pie in the sky, like what they want to work for. Then eventually the company gets acquired and that kind of goes away. I had that at fruition. I had it, I came from a choreo. And now I found that spark at Beyond 20 and I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, it's exciting times, no no doubt. So tell us a little bit about how you help customers succeed and some of the work that you do with them. Yeah, well, with Beyond 20, being small but mighty, that can take many guises. 
Uh, I finished up a project where I was architecting the project. In my day-to-day, I'm typically a delivery manager, making sure everything's running on time, customers happy, we're delivering quality work. But at any given moment, I, I could hop in, like whatever we need to help make the customer successful, that's where I'm at uh, as we continue to grow and involve ourselves. So when companies want to go on the journey, some of the challenges is leadership from the change management perspective, not necessarily quite sure about the problem they need solved, they have an idea about solving a certain problem, but actually sometimes they're more solving symptoms rather than the fundamental problem at, at the core. How do you kind of work with customers to help kind of define that problem, work through some possible, you know, POCs, showing them what good looks like and then mm-hmm. help them on the journey because it's a bit of a marathon. Yeah, it really is. And that's something that drew me to Beyond 20 was their approach. And we, uh, any partner could come in and say, oh, you're not getting incidents done on time, install this, do that, implement this, and then everything will be fine. Where Beyond 20 stands out is we lead with process. So a lot of our customers, we start with a maturity assessment or this is what a good service catalog looks like. And so we lead with that. And so we, we give the idea to our customers that like, hey, like we're not solving just a technology problem. That only counts for the 20%. But beyond that, our namesake, Beyond 20, you know, it, it's people in process. And so that's what we lead off with. And then we bring in the technology and show them how that aids our recommendations and helps them transform. For people that don't understand the importance of getting the right process, and then maybe they underestimate that, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I could come in and design and build <laughs> to my heart's content. But it's when customers come in and they say, oh, we want to, we got to have this from our old tool or this from our old platform. And they take this lift and shift approach like, oh, we can't change just the way we've always done it. Those are the customers I don't see come back because they don't find the implementation successful. Like this is just a tool like a hammer, a saw, but it's a platform for your whole enterprise. And so when we don't lead with process, we don't have strong OCM behind it to get people on board, identify our client champions, then the implementation ultimately fails. Our code could be pristine, but the implementation overall, six months later, isn't successful. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. And tell us about some of the kind of the challenges to implement the project and maybe some initial return on investment you've had with customers for you to help them succeed. I've seen less of this during this inflationary period we're in where customers tend to want to boil the ocean. Maybe they go to ServiceNow Knowledge, which I'm really excited for next year, uh, and they see a a lot of really cool features coming out in ServiceNow as they continue to develop the platform further, and that their idea of done is getting to this state that is very mature that they were shown in the demos that they went to at the keynotes, and then they come to us and say, hey, we want that. But then when I have to like bring that down, okay, what does the basic blocking and tapping look like? Do you have a strong foundation? Do you have this? You know, what's this process look like? I start to ask them about, about their organizational maturity before I can even go look at ServiceNow and trying to reset people's expectations that, like you said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Let's start small. Let's take small bites. Let's iterate. My A quote I heard a long time ago, I keep beating it over the head, is iterative success beats delayed perfection every time. 
And so it's taking those small bites. And when you go out with, and then, hey, I know you want to do cloud this, or you want to have AI that, but start small. Hey, looks like incident management works. Hey, it looks like your users are going to the platform instead of just emailing or slacking somebody. Great, how can we build this further? Let's take the next step together. That's a great phrase that you could probably apply to life. Right? Yeah. I think you could apply that to a wider context because that MVP of just trying it out there, throwing it out there and seeing what people think and feel and hear is to save so mm -hmm. much time. Think about all the different relationships are based on the wrong expectations. It's a really good saying. You know, how did you build up your knowledge within the, or how are you building up your knowledge? Because there's so much things changing across service now. Obviously, we've had Tokyo recently. I know you've got really positive thoughts about the community in service now. Mm -hmm. How are you trying to balance those things where you're working with the customers, you're staying up to date with what's happening, and then you're actually then applying that and putting it into practice? Yeah, I mean, it started out organically. Just I liked taking things apart, putting them back together. Sometimes I get all the pieces. Sometimes there's an extra screw or two. And so early in service now, I started back in the Aspen days when my company first bought it when I was client side. And you, you kind of organically grow within the ecosystem. But now that I'm in a position where I'm not technical first, uh, I'm managing teams, it's more staying on top and taking advantage of all the awesome resources that ServiceNow puts out. Because they want customers and partners to be successful because you go look at now create or the partner portal. There's so much here. You're like, man, how do they give this all away for free? It's because they want you to love their platform like they do. And staying on top of that and taking advantage of the materials that are available really helps me stay current. Otherwise, I'd be a VCR in a Netflix world. Yeah. And the customer success is important. To it. And you can see from the journey that they walk, they really make it very clear because they're everything they're doing is enabling that success and they're really mm -hmm. thoughtful. And then the feedback you give them, they'll take that on board. And I think we've probably seen that from some of the UI that we've had from Tokyo in terms of the positive experience we're hearing out there. So one of the questions that we had from our previous guests, will there be a need for the role you're in in five years? Because there's so many different things that are changing within everyone's role, certain parts being automated, working with those, the customer, but then working with the internal team, you're, not kind, of, you're kind of that voice or medium between, between both spinning a lot of plates. Where do you mm -hmm. kind of see that going to? Well, I feel really fortunate. The position I'm in in particular, I think we'll have for years to come, well beyond five years, because even as processes become automated, you're still gonna need someone to maintain a relationship with the customer, keep the team going, keep the quality up, keep the trains running on time. So I feel good about where my role is going, but I'm really interested to see as ServiceNow continues to expand, what things aren't customers coming to someone like Beyond24 that they can now do themselves, be it no code, low code, et cetera. If, they can, if the customer's more empowered, what are they gonna come to me for compared to that of five years ago? Yeah, and you know what, to be fair to ServiceNow, they're really trying to push to, to enable that to happen. We know yeah. there's some challenges where it might take several weeks to kind of get some basic things done, but if they can empower themselves to, to do it, they're going to feel a lot better about the whole experience and people will be able to crack on with that. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a question for our next guest. Again, yeah. The podcast has gone so fast, Joe. Yeah, I was thinking about this because part of my job is I'm interviewing a lot of candidates and because I grew up, I went to school for music. I have a lot of educator friends, musician friends, not a lot of people in my industry, but so when I try to get someone like on the bus for service now, I'm always presented with this kind of conundrum and it's, 
How would you guide someone that's brand new to ServiceNow to get into top ServiceNow consulting firms? Because there's this rock in a hard place of, well, we're looking for experienced consultants. <laughs> and But how do they get experience in ServiceNow consulting if they can't get a ServiceNow consulting job? What's the path you'd recommend someone to be successful? That's a great question. I think ServiceNow are actually taking a few steps to help with that transition. At, mm -hmm. at the moment, but I'm looking forward to asking that question. And once we hear back the answer, I'll be making sure to um, pass it on to you, Joe. You've been listening to the All This Podcast as part of our ServiceNow series. I've had the opportunity to speak with Joe and Aaron Zulo. Joe is Director of Service Delivery at Beyond 20. Joe, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening to this episode of the All This Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.allthis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.